you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. It's the footballiest time of the year. With quarterbacks throwing and tailgaters ready for some brats and beer. It's the footballiest time of the year. It's the pig, pig skinniest season of all. With Tebow Tebowing and Mile High Payton's throwing, it's time for football. It's the pig, pig skinniest time of the Hi and hello and happy holidays, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 116 of the Dave Damashek football program. Available as always on iTunes and at NFL.com slash Sheck, S-H-E-K-S-H-E-K, Sheck, Sheck, Sheck. Thank you. That was a request from uh, someone on the Twitter. They they figured that that's what I needed to start that doing. That was Sarah Peters. That was Sarah Peters, one yes. of our favorites there. In Indianapolis, I believe. That's uh, correct. Follows Indy, us on Twitter. Indy in, Sarah. Indy Sarah. Um, a fine suggestion. Perhaps I'll, I'll make that a habit, or better yet, I won't. Uh, shout out real quick also to our pal Dick Banks. You just heard uh, one of his many great uh, Christmas uh, songs, one of his great many songs. Are there. you giving shout outs now? That's a shout out there. Yeah, is that all right if I steal your bit a little bit there, oh, Black geez. Tie Behind the Glass? Did you have Dan Hansis write it for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes Black Tie, who does some wonderful shout-outs on, on our episodes here, borrows ideas for who deserves a shout-out there. So make sure you stay tuned for those. Into 2013, we'll, uh, we'll be coming at you. Now, some people ask, do you conti- are you going to continue to do the podcast once the season's over? Of course. It is just one. It's our favorite color in the rainbow football, but we have many colors in our rainbow we have to talk about baseball we have to yep. talk about movies and tv and uniforms and breakfast meats and who knows what else will come up what is the best christmas special oh i didn't even say hello to you yet the man to my immediate right you know him from nfl fantasy live and from the like dislike column and a bunch of other jazz adam rank what's the poop and happy holidays hey boss thanks for having me seasons greetings to you thank you Thank you. Now, I feel that season's greetings is my new thing. Season's greetings. Why? Yes. What's better just, than happy holidays? You couldn't a, say it. It didn't, it didn't start off uh, very well when you couldn't even say the phrase. Yes, that, that's a little bit of a downside. But happy holidays, it just, it, it's too you corporate. Struggled, you struggled, struggled saying that one, too. Oh, I'm struggling bit. with a lot of things today. Oh, eggnog? A little bit. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> good for you. All right. Also... In Studio 66, uh, spreading some holiday cheer. Coming to us all the way from England, Miami Dolphins. Biggest fan, at least English uh, fan. It's Handsome Hank. 
He's handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. He's handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. He's handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. His name is Handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank. Hello, handsome. How are you? Very well indeed. Thank you, Dave. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. And a shout out to everybody in the Czech Republic, the rank amateurs, Black Ties fan base of what, one or two people there, the Black Sheep, and also Handsome Hank, you have a fan club now. Well, I wanted to come up with something original, so I've, I've, I was going to go for the Hank Amateurs. So oh. it sounds, sounds like Rank Amateurs, which isn't being used anywhere at the moment. Uh, well, so no, I just it, figured it, I'd go straight with that. I think it's being used. Oh, really? But yeah. I mean, I don't know how many people are in it, though. Right. So it kind of a. Uh, Small, it's more like a little culty, fringy following. Like thing. a small click. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe something like that. It's hey. me, Indy, Sarah, and Neil Dutton. <laughs> oh, you're in your own fan club? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a nice <laughs> move. Like, good for you. Good for you. Hey, Black Tie, let's send out a question to all the people who listen to this podcast. Questions. Let them ask questions. Whatever's on their uh, on their mind, we'll answer it. How about that? Let's do that. But uh, you can always tweet the show, by the way. Just use the uh, hashtag DDFP. Always tweet the show, no matter what day it is, and we'll guess them on the cast. All right. So, uh, yes, that oh, is. Oh, by the way, speaking of Neil Dutton, happy birthday to him. It's his birthday today. He's a super listener, captain of the DDFP Twitter army. So, uh, big shout out is to him. Is that right? It was, it well, was his birthday army. on Wednesday, December 19th. Yes, happy birthday. So, um, yeah, week 16 is fast approaching. There's no Thursday night game. It's been replaced by a Saturday night game now. Or does that, or is the Saturday night game replace the Monday night game? There might not. Hmm. The Sunday night game, I saw one Mr. Rich Eisen, if I may name drop. I was uh, kibitzing with him in the hallway, and uh, we were discussing what games are going to be relevant for NBC to show on Sunday night. They always have over the over since Sunday Night Football came to be. They've all the NBC's always gotten lucky by being able to cherry pick a game that has playoff relevance. But you could see based on the way things break in these last two weeks here, there could be a game that has no significance whatsoever being played in Week 17 outside of maybe some minor seeding issues. Um, so that so let's go over Week 16 here while we await uh, the questions coming in here. As a matter of fact. Let's uh, let's continue with our weekly tradition here that no one cares about but me. That is me making my picks for Week 16 in 60 seconds or less on NFL.com slash pick them. Remember, you got to pick the overtime game, too. You missed on that one last week. Oh, I did, yeah. Black tie, for no good reason, has required that I— It's uh, the year of the overtime, man. Just, oh, that's right. Yeah, the, that is the good reason for it. All right, so let us begin. Give us the music and start. Atlanta at Detroit. I can absolutely see the Lions winning this game, but I'll go with the Falcons. Bills at Dolphins. I'm going to go with the Finns. Bengals at Steelers. Tough one. The Steelers. Roethlisberger over Dalton is the logic there. Wouldn't be surprised the other way. Skins at Eagles. I'm going with the Eagles upset. How about that? The Titans at the Packers. Pack is where it's at. Rams at Bucks. I'm going with Sam Bradford. I think he, that, that uh, Rams team, I'm validating my preseason opinion that the Rams finish 500. That's impossible because of the tie, but they can get close to it. Raiders at Panthers. Cam Newton playing great. I'll go with him. Saints at Cowboys. Saints in an upset. The Patriots at the Jaguars. Wouldn't that be funny if the Jags would win? They won't, though. Uh, Vikings at the Texans. Texans, of course. The Colts at the Chiefs. Go with the Colts. The Chargers at the Jets. I'll go Bolts. Browns at Broncos. Bronx. Giants at Ravens. I'm going Giants. I've said it for three weeks now. I'm standing by it. The Ravens are not going to win again in 2012. Bears at Cardinals. I'm going to go with the Bears, even though they're not playing well. The Niners at the Seahawks. I'm going to go by with the Niners there to clinch their second straight NFC West title. Fellas, what jumps out to you on the Week 16 slate? What games are you enthused about? What are you, Any upsets you see out there? Handsome Hank, I start with you. Uh, well, the Sunday night games uh, jumps out at me as the, as the best one of the week. Sure. I'm interested to see. So the Seahawks have, have scored 50 points um, in back-to-back games. Probably not going to happen against the 49ers um, defense. That's what logic would tell you. Um, but I'm interested to see how, how the Seahawks deal with that because they look like one of those teams that we're always looking at this time of year, which are, you know who's getting hot at the right time. I agree with you that that's the most compelling game, save as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, right. the, the Bengals and Steelers game. Obviously, I'll be looking at that one. Um, 
uh, pretty closely there. But, uh, you know, Rank and I, we jumped into our DeLorean as we do each week and mm-hmm. uh, jumped into the near future to see who's going to win all these games. And the Niners win it, but, man, it's really hard to get a read on this game. And like you say, they're handsome. While the first thing you think of when you think 49ers and the Seahawks, oh, my goodness, it's going to be a 3-2 to two final score that, you know, oh. these two mighty defenses. But the 49ers just left Foxborough after putting 41 right. on the Pats, and the Seahawks are, are steamrolling teams offensively. Rank, how do you see this one? Yeah, I like the Seahawks in this game, and it's hmm. – Russell Wilson plays so well at home. He's also played well on the road, too. That was his one knock. Like, he was a guy that you couldn't trust when they went on the road. But he's proven over the last couple of weeks that he can win on the road and on and at home. And I look for Seattle to get over on this one. The only one that – the only thing that, that cautions me – You forgot me, he throws a very sexy deep ball. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't forget that How could we forget that when you say it seven times an episode? You and your I, weird Russell Wilson throws a sexy deep ball. Weirdo it's, it's already. Tight spiral. It's lovely. Uh, it's right. creepy. But the one thing, though, I always go back to is Harbaugh always owned Carroll when both were in True. the college ranks. The kind of, eh, kind of, but I think Carroll gets over. Well, on you, this one. you know that Pete Carroll's been saving up for this game by running up the score on lesser opponents like he used to uh, in college. So he's the last couple of weeks. <laughs> so he's um, he's well prepared. I think they are six. I think Harbaugh is six and one. If uh, if I'm uh, not mistaken, career in head to head matchups, including the Stanford USC days. Right. I, so Harbaugh does have his number. I do think the Niners are going to go in there. And get that one, but that's the toughest game to call. And like I say, the other one that jumps out is the the Bengals at the Steelers. If it were a head-to-head matchup of QBs, I'll take Roethlisberger, but I think that Bengals team is more complete. That's a tough one. What do you think rank about the uh, Giants at the Ravens? Who gets that one? Man, I got I can't imagine the uh the Giants looking bad again. We talked about this. The, I mean, how bad when, did those two teams both who have a good shot at the playoffs, how bad they looked in week 15? They looked awful. Giants and Ravens. And to me, we talked about this on on the uh previous podcast about how how important that game was for the Falcons, not so much for the Giants. The Giants have the pedigree and they're one of those teams that, you know what? They have a bad game. They can always go back and point to, well, we've got a couple of Super Bowl banners up in our building that a lot of teams don't have, including the Falcons. So that game just seemed like a Falcons really need to make a statement to me. And this is the kind of game where the Giants are like, all right, you know what? We, uh, we didn't look so good in Atlanta. We really need to come correct here. Now they're playing a team that's reeling. I feel the Giants come up. They get regrouped. I look at the coaches. I think Tom Coughlin is underrated. For a guy who's won two Super Bowls, the, there's – it's amazing to me that he still is kind of an underrated coach. Giants come out and get this one, and I think it's, it's another embarrassing loss for the for the Ravens. Here's what I say: I, you know, I, if, as you just heard, I say Eagles over Skins. If that happens, that NFC East suddenly could tilt towards the Giants there, especially if the Cowboys don't handle the Saints. I think the Saints are going to win that game. All of a sudden, by Sunday night, the Giants could be in charge of that division once again. Handsome. Do you buy my pick of the Eagles over the Skins, or do you think RG3 gets it done? It is announced that he is going to be the starter. Uh, no, I don't buy it at all. I think the Eagles um, have have packed up and are thinking about 2013 already. I, I, really, I, I don't think that's going to happen at all. The other game of note is, I, I guess, is the Vikings at the Texans. I don't think the Texans are going to struggle to take down Minnesota. Houston wants to secure that top seed in the AFC. But it is compelling in the sense that you have Adrian Peterson versus Arian Foster, a.k.a. numbers one and two among all running backs. That should be a fun game to look at if for, if for only that reason. Rank, Adrian Peterson. Mm-hmm. Is he going to uh, break Eric Dickerson's rushing record? I don't think so. I don't think he's going to get enough rushing yards against the Texans. I you agree. Can That's throw, exactly right. You That's can why throw I asked on the, the Texans, but I don't believe they're going to be able to run. The Texans are just going to load them up. That's all you got to do is shut down Adrian Peterson. They've got the front four that can do that, so I don't look for Peterson to have a great game. Handsome, how say you on Adrian ha- haven't Peterson? Haven't teams been trying to do that for most of the season, and he's still, you know, he's still been able to get well, away with it's, it? Well, it's, te- it's one thing when there's like a, a, a mid-level, mid-card team doing that, but when the Texans have one of the elite defenses or until the Patriots blew them apart, one of the good things they do is stop the run. Right. So they'll be able to they, – they have the equipment to be able to do it. Hey, they're handsome. We talk about it every time the uh, the hol- uh, any holiday rolls around. Christmas is here. What happens over in England for Christmas? 
Um, same? It's pretty much the same stuff. Same thing. It's pretty much the same thing. There's, well, listen, um, I don't know. You don't, do, you don't like our Thanksgiving. I, no, I'm not, I don't, I'm not you don't like in our that. Independence Day. You don't like those. Well, we gave you your independence, so I, I guess that I, I – I, yeah, I don't like that's, that either. That's true. You did give it to yes. us. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, do you, but you don't have Santa over there. We do have Santa, but we uh, – oh, he's called by another name or sometimes called by another name. We call him Father Christmas. That's silly. He's the like father it. of all – well, you don't like it. No, I don't really care for that. He's I like old man, Santa Old better. man Christmas, you know, he's – where do all those come from? Chris Kringle versus Father Time versus Santa. Who? Who? Uh, Father Christmas, not Father Time. Father Time's another. Father he Time. Calls, yeah. He calls time on you. How's the heat miser factor into all this? Do you get all those shows over there in England? Did you grow up watching all of our beloved Chris, our annual Christmas no. shows? No, the Christmas special. So these are all new to me. I'm watching them with my ah. son now through fresh eyes. I like that. Oh, what's, wow. your, what's been your favorite? Have you seen? Um, I, well, I, the ones that we always did get were the Muppet Christmas ones. So mm-hmm. um, so I've been watching a lot of them. They've been on recently. But I'd never seen the, the Disney Christmas special. I can't remember what it's called. Christmas Carol. Disney's Christmas Carol. With the ah. Terrific. Scrooge. You never had seen never Scrooge. Seen wow. Ebenezer I mean, I, Scrooge story, is English, of course, but oh. not not the cartoon version of it. So I knew the story clearly. It's Dickens. Rank. Oh yeah, right. That makes sense. I guess you would know that. Rank. What? Um, what? What's your favorite uh, of all those shows? There was there was the Charlie Brown. Yep. You have the Rudolph yeah. the Red Nose Red Nose Reindeer. Yes. You have Frosty the Snowman. Yeah. Um, there's uh, Rudolph has the uh, Island of Misfit Toys, correct? Yes, that's correct. That's the one, yeah. That's your favorite. Yeah. I like, I go with uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, made by the same people, with Fred Astaire. The late Fred Astaire voices the guy, I don't know what he is. Is that the one with the snowman that kind of just moves around and kind of... No, that's uh, Burl Ives. Yes. Yeah, Burl Ives moves around. I think he is in Rudolph, maybe. Is that Rudolph? Yeah, and I... then what's uh, Santa Claus is coming to town is it's just like he's a brown-suited, uh, skinny guy. And uh-huh. I think that's Fred Astaire who narrates the story oh, yeah. of that one. And it tells us the tale of Chris Kringle, and he's red-bearded as a young boy. He's left mm-hmm. on the step of the Kringles family, and he grows up to be Santa Claus. That one's my favorite one. I like that one. You put one foot in front of the other. I also don't like in Rudolph. In fact, I make this same jag every year. I guess it's time to to make it now. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Dig this. You know what, Black Tie? We got to dig it up on YouTube and play this scene here. What we got? We'll we'll stick it in. The here's. Rudolph is born. Of course, he has his red honker. Mm-hmm. Immediately comes out. I think his father is Donner. Donner comes out and is humiliated to see his son has a red nose. He immediately dislikes his own his own his own spot. His first child. He immediately doesn't like him. Oh, we got to cover that thing up, and he puts dirt on his own child's nose. Can you imagine? It's disgraceful. It is terrible. Where's your pride? It's you know that's not good parenting. Like if but- Jim Abbott's dad put a glove on his. <laughs> Other hand, like filled with stuff. So, hey, yeah, there you go. Or if Dieter Brock's dad put his, <laughs> his son's arm in a sling. Ah, Damashek nice. making his charge. That's Here. a good one. Um, yes, yeah, so Damashek gets uh, gets the Dieter Brock drop for this episode. But, yes. Two so, in a row. Yeah, that's right. I'm red hot. So, listen. So, he goes. So, Donner's ashamed of his son. Then Santa walks in to the room. You think Santa's a great guy? No, he's another one. He gives little poor Rudolph, the infant reindeer, <laughs> the hi-hat. He's like, oh, you'll never fly with that nose. And he and Donner have a thing like, oh, with this, this poor, pathetic little uh, reindeer you just had here. Right. They're both jerks. The that's irony a, that's the is, point. though, that I've, I've been watching Dumbo recently as well. Mm-hmm. You've seen that, that Disney movie recently? And Dumbo, mm-hmm. of course, same thing. They're, they're, everyone, you know, he's, he's part of a traveling circus or something, and, and the, the baby elephant arrives via the stalk, and everyone's like, look at those ridiculous ears. They All the animals come and have a look at the new elephant that's arrived, and they're like, that's ridiculous. This elephant's got big ears, but he can fly mm-hmm. because of the size. Is it Dumbo a boy or a girl? I don't know. Dumbo's a boy, I, yeah, think, I think, right? I don't know. Um, I never asked that question. Yeah, they're not I never... anatomically specific in, in those not Disney at all. movies. They no, never not... clarify. I don't think so. Anyway, um, but he can fly because of the ridiculous ears. So I suppose that you know maybe they should have um, hooked up Dumbo to the uh, to the reindeer sled and have like Blitzen and Donner and and the other guys and then Dumbo on there too. If Ro- if Rudolph was you know couldn't fly because of that nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's funny too. Have you seen the Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer? I have I've seen. I saw. A bit of it i think it was on the other day i didn't pay i mean i yeah 
I don't pay it much makes me mad it. also to see it as an adult because the abominable snowman comes out and I look at him and it's really silly looking and you and you laugh when you see him. But I resent it because I do remember as a little child being frightened by it and I and I get angry that that scared me. I, I feel shame and I get angry at the producers of that show. Black tie behind the glass. Happy holidays to you. Thank you. Happy holidays, guys. And um, I'm actually leaving in about 10 minutes. I know. You sound over the moon about everything. Where are you going? got the holiday spirit, clearly. I am actually going to your homeland first. Oh, no way. I'm going to London for a couple of days, and then I'll be going to my homeland, Nigeria, uh, for about a week or so. Exciting. Will you bring us back all back a gift? I mean, I brought you gifts from London. Why don't you bring some chips from uh, Uh, Nigeria? We'll see. What chips do they have in Nigeria? I haven't been back in a while, but we have a lot of chips. Pretty much everything that's pretty much in London and in England. Bring me back a gift. Well, I'll see. We'll see what we can do. See what? Where will you be? I'm interested in Nigeria. Well, I have no um, I have no mental image of it. It's, I mean, you're the same guy who has apparently has no mental image of England. You stay asking. I've been to England. I don't know about what England like. You don't know like it's oh. You guys I was being Santa? sarcastic, asking yeah. if they celebrate Christmas, but he uh, does tend to disparage our American holidays. I don't disparage. Wait a second, I've never you just disparaged refuse anything. to celebrate, I don't celebrate them. Why? Why would I? I don't like the way you come in here and pick and choose what you want to take. You love our football, so you enjoy that. But when it's time to eat some turkey. Then, then no way. I'm out on that. I'm too busy enjoying turkey. I mean, enjoying football to eat turkey. I seem to manage both. Quite, quite true. Real right. quick, programming note. Damashek, we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago on the cast. Uh, Inside Out. Ah. The, the video portion of that just went up on NFL.com. This is on Wednesday. It went up on Wednesday. So you can check that out. Damashek and the guys yapping about all kinds of nonsense as usual. But uh, it's fun times. Had fun working on it, and hopefully we'll do more. All right, yes, it began here with uh, Akbar joining uh, me and Rank here in studio, and uh, now it's turned into a little video piece there. And uh, so, yes, be on the lookout for that. Also, thanks to all for watching the Shame Report this week. Um, And uh, that's still up there at NFL.com slash check for your perusal as well. Now, Black Tide, do you have any questions for us from from the good people out there listening to the podcast or reading your tweets in front of the podcast while we record it? It's all mind-bending. Yep, I have one tweet here that uh, that's a good one from Sarah Peters. We brought her up already on the show. Ah, yes. Big time super listener. She asks, who has the most, oh, what's the least intimidating name in the NFL? Least intimidating. Player. Yes, of a player. It's mm. funny you ask because I was thinking that Merciless, Whitney Merciless, mm-hmm. is the, the, the surname is potentially the toughest name in sport, and then his parents undermined it by giving him Whitney. I yeah. feel like that's what what a missed opportunity. If you would have gone with Duke, you know, that would have been a lot cooler. Um, somebody suggested Ming, you know, Ming the, that would be cool. Ming mm-hmm. the Merciless could have been nice. Sure. But, uh, you know, I, 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 that's a disappointment. Rank, any thoughts? I mean, Sage Rosenfels ain't exactly uh, right. intimidating. <laughs> He's not. What about Mark Sanchez? <laughs> I think that he one. Isn't. Yeah, I think that one has a stink on it now. Yeah. That's uh, that's been imposed by number six. And similarly, I, I, but I think it's separately. If you think about it, Joe Flacco, there's nothing particularly. Joe Flacco sounds like just a great guy. Yeah, just a really nice guy who who wants to help you out with stuff. Least intimidating name in the NFL. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, yeah, they're ironic ones too. Cliff Stout. You know, he was an old uh, quarterback. That sounds like a tough name. He was anything mm-hmm. but. Um, Rank, I want to ask you about something. That, so, you know, we like to cover other sports here periodically. Right. First of all, your Lakers, and Black Tie jump in on this as our resident uh, basketball guy here. Mm-hmm. Your Lakers stink. How <laughs> say you? Oh, come on. What's going to happen? When Steve Nash comes back, how say you? Yes. Much better team. Somebody who will be not able gonna, to run their offense. They're not going to be able to play. He's not going to be a lick better on defense. Yeah. That's, who cares? Defense, so what? They'll be better on offense. That's the big thing, is that Kobe Bryant shoots the ball way too much. He even went out this week and said, hey, if Shaq wasn't around, I would have had 40,000 40, points in my career. Yeah, and you also would have retired like Carl Malone without a ring. Right. Like, why don't you just accept the fact that sometimes you need somebody else's help there? 
as a basketball player on the court with you. That's what it makes. I, I just don't get his mindset that he. Whoa, I, I, whoa! Is Rank being critical of Kobe Bryant. I've always been critical of Kobe Bryant, and I've always I've always laughed at the assertion that Kobe Bryant is better than Magic Johnson and anything like that. Magic Johnson. That's true. Rank says that. Went Rank's out, been consistent. Went out, and he made the players around him better. He was a team guy. Magic Johnson could have gone out and scored forty thousand points. He could have been. He could have done whatever he wanted to do. There was nobody who could have stopped him. But you know what? He made his team better. Kobe Bryant doesn't want to do that. And my hope is that Steve Nash will come in. He will take over the team. He will keep the ball out of Kobe's hands. And that offense will be so much better. Pau Gasol will be so much better. Dwight Howard will be so much better. And there's too many times we watched Kobe where he'll just, you know what? He's not looking at his teammates. They're running these ISO. Look, why are they ISO? Like He's a weird guy. Let's put it that way. It just doesn't make any sense. And to be honest, at some point, if they want to part ways with Kobe Bryant, I'm all for it. Part ways with Kobe Bryant. That's never going to happen. I said that a couple of years ago. I'm like, why are they always trying to why, – why are they always dumping off other people? Let's dump Kobe. Well, meantime, meantime, you don't have to get too bummed out there because your Halos, your, mm-hmm. uh, your uh, California Halos, have gone out and gotten Josh Hamilton. And I tweeted this out last week. Off the top of my head, you know, Mark Trumbo is not an all-star, but he definitely, you know, he's a guy who hits for uh, a pretty good amount of power there. Hamilton, Mike Trout, and Mark Trumbo, at mm-hmm. first blush, it's hard to conjure a an outfield over the last 50 years that it matches up with that one. In fact, these are the only ones I've come up with. I made this little list here. Hamilton, Trout, Trumbo, I think only in 50 years, if you're properly sticking to a half century, Willie Mays, Willie McCovey, and uh, and Moises Alou. I mean, and uh, Felipe Alou. Felipe. That's a pretty good one. And then I, I also have in there Barry Bonds, Andy Van Slyke, Bobby Bonilla is up there. Jim Rice, Freddie Lynn, and Dewey Evans of the late 70s. Red Sox, I think Moises Alou, Marquise Grissom, and Larry Walker who was, is uh, probably in there. Who was – wouldn't it have been – I don't know if this matches up. DiMaggio, Mantle – because Mantle played right field while DiMaggio was at the end of his In career. terms of name, yes. In yeah, terms he of, wasn't in, as good. And then was Maris also? With Mickey those? Mantle had just arrived, and Joe DiMaggio well, I mean, that's, that's was the way we, his... That's the way we might look at this one, too, because Trout's just starting out. He was just a rookie this year. But he, so he still had arguably the best season in all of baseball. Not, not to the people who vote on the MVP, apparently. All right. I th- I, I'm worried that uh, Handsome Hank's going to fall asleep here. That's what? Just, we're, what? Just talking, what? What? we're just talking about our former we national pastime here. Hey, are you going to the uh, – there's a Christmas party this evening. Oh, NFL, Christmas is, yeah. NFL Christmas party. NFL Christmas party. Will you be attending, Handsome? I think so, yeah. No, I he mean, doesn't appreciate that. No, no. He I, doesn't I, celebrate. I, I will celebrate. Wait, so Black Tie's leaving and leaving the Christmas party high and dry? Yeah, he's, that's unfair. Go. What a big way to show some respect. Kamish Goodell rolls out the checkbook to write and op- you know, to let us all go out and have a good time. And you're like, nah, I'm out. It would have been fun, but hey, I got a fight to catch. I don't, I don't know what you want me to do. I, I don't How know. about not take a vacation during the season? Well, that's I, that's my starting point. I don't have a lot of rules. We you work five months out of the year. It's a fa- it's a time to be with family. He's going back to be with his family. I thoroughly agree. You go first time first time back in five years. Can I? Adam Rank, is that okay with you? First, I, I sure. I mean, yes. In February, March, April, May, June, July, good, good times, good times to go. Where are we? So you, <laughs> you'll be there, Rank. I'll be there. You'll be at the party. Yes. All right, I'll try Will that. You are you there, going? Dave? I wasn't planning. Are you not on going? It. I wasn't planning on it because I have to because I'm flying out to uh, Pittsburgh, PA, early in the a.m. That's <sighs> right. That's tom- that's, you too that's with tomorrow. the vacation. Well, no, it's just for a couple of days. I'll be back in time for uh, for my responsibilities. To so do no shame report, report next week. Sure, oh, yeah, you will. When, when are you taking normally like uh, people like you who are bosses? You take take you know their employees <laughs> out for for some kind of a holiday <laughs> yeah, party. Is, there, yeah, and the commission's the doing that for us. We do. When are you taking? I like the idea of a of a podcast uh, dinner or. Or a cocktail hour, something right. like that. Yeah, we do have to do that. I don't know. We got to put it on the books. This one snuck up on me. Should a we invite bit. some, yes, uh, Christmas some listeners just as surprises well? you? I didn't. I, I, those those Christmas ads started playing only two and a half months ago. I haven't <laughs> had time to prepare myself for for the holidays here. Twitter question here, guys, oh. from anonymous Joe. She asked. <laughs> she asked, "What's the best Christmas present you bought this this Christmas?" The best Christmas yeah. present. What's the present you're most proud of? I'm proudest of? Yeah. Um, 
I, you know, I'm proud of uh, the career that I've given to Adam Rank, and I think that's Whoa. nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. Look behind the glass. <laughs> Got them going. How about you, handsome? I, I, um, I've actually. This sounds like I'm shilling, but I'm really not because we uh, there were there was a, we get discounts at NFL Shop, and I brought my son Ooh. a Miami his first. Wait, piece of wait, Miami wait, Dolphins. wait, wait, wait! Is it a shirt of some sort? It's not a shirt. No, ah. it's a t- well, it's a t-shirt. Of I, a I don't player? go in for the no, not of a player, just a Dolphins one. Ah. No fun. I'm not going to push him down. Like you know, I mean, Ryan Tannehill obviously will be his favorite player. He's he's nearly three, and I felt like it was for, it was time for him to get his first piece of Dolphins gear. Nice, but aren't they? Haven't you floated? He's the, had other bits and pieces. Already. Haven't you floated the idea at least that we might see new uniforms on those Dolphins next year? I have, but I mean the logo. You know, it's still it's, the sentiment's the same. I don't mind. I'll buy him another T-shirt next year. Rank, have you been out buying presents? Oh, I get this done like in September. Do you? You know, I have a lot of nieces and nephews, so they're really easy to buy for, you know, because they're kids and you see a lot of fun stuff. You'll be walking through Target or whatever, and you'll see like an Iron Man Lego set or mm-hmm. like like a cool, like I, 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 I kid you not, I feel bad because I have one nephew who's in that range. He's He's nine years old. So he's in that range where you can get him the cool stuff now. And, like, you know, and you see, like, the Star Wars. Like, it was a Death Star Lego thing Whoa, that came out. Oh, I missed it that so, one. It was so cool. And I'm like, yes. I'm like, so I got him that. And then, like, there was, like, an Avengers mask. Like, excuse me, Captain America mask. Picked it. Like, just buying. And, I, you know, and so we go and we start putting together the gifts, you know, about everything. And you're like, okay, and Vince has, and I'm, I'm no lie, like, ten things. And luckily, his birthday's in February, so you can pick up part of this stuff. Be like, okay, well, this is going to his, this is going to his, uh, to his birthday present. But no, but so like that kind of stuff. I, I dig. Are you, are you spending Christmas with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you actually, what in in actuality, what happens is you bought yourself a bunch. Uh, of a gifts, little bit, yeah. And you oh, will yeah. Be, you'll be opening them, and we'll be tearing up. Come on, those let's Legos play with the Death Star. I don't really I, want to, Uncle Adam. He, you know, he actually calls me Uncle Buddy because when I was dating his aunt. Because she had a number of kids, I didn't know if I would be able to remember all the kids' names, so I just called them Buddy. Like, hey, Buddy, how's it going? You've been calling me Buddy for about two years now. (laughs) Everybody everybody who works downstairs is known as Buddy to me. And so, yeah, so he calls me Uncle Buddy, and yeah, that's the thing. He does love love the Star Wars thing, and uh, he has a TIE fighter. And so I picked it up one day, and I looked at it, and I go, oh, you got Jack Porkins. And and he, and he, he froze. He's like... How did you know who Jack Porkins is? And I'm like, because I'm his doppelganger. <laughs> <laughs> you, have to, you have to know Star Wars to get that one. <laughs> I was just saying, yeah. So Jack Porkins. The only problem was he had R2D2 on it too. That's like R2D2 didn't fly with Jack Porkins. No, but they all did have R2 they had units L2 in their X-wings. But it's not. No, this was actual R2D2. Right. They probably Jack, don't, they don't. They don't. Jack create... Porkins was. Um, ec- oh, what's his name? It's an orange one. Um, I can't think of his name. Well, I, I'll say the thing that I have noticed is because I made a visit to Target last week to shop for uh, for I was tracking down Legos for my little three year old boy Jean Claude Van Damascheck, and boy, it is a bounty these days. What a what a revolution in the twenty first century it's been for Legos because I loved the Legos in the seventies and eighties and handsome like you say. Yes, I rip them open and I start building, and I feel like a bad guy because. But you know, Jean Claude Van Damascheck, he just wants a piece of time together. Out, Damascheck. And build, time out, what? time out. A couple of questions here. You know how like no one can really realize know if what's Adrian Peterson's nickname, A D or A P, that uh-huh. that whole thing goes on. Yeah. You've said this a bunch of times. Your child's name. Yeah. What is it? Jean Claude Van Damascheck. Is that actually truth? Yeah, of course. It is truth. I wanted him to have a strong name. <laughs> okay. just, yeah. just one of my heroes. That's, I've always one of my wondered heroes. that. Are you being serious? Or yeah. What is that Why what does that even mean? Sounds like you're I'm mocking. Kind of what insulting you, as well. I'm, what are you inferring? Does that sound first? I mean, I presume Jean Claude listens to the podcast, right? Yeah, I don't think. Do so why is he going to be? What's, do you not feel? Know? I'm just saying. The first time you ever heard Shaq say his son's name, yes, didn't you like? Wait, hold on. Is he being for real? Like, didn't you ask? Or do you not know? Well, you would say, assume wait, people don't joke about their children's names. He always says the full name, like the full name. Yes. It's do not you the not? Because well, it really only sings when you do it the whole name, way. Like Hulk or anything. It's the full name. How many celebrities do you know? None. I told you. I'm okay. A reg- I'm a regular. I'm a regular guy. I'm not. No, like that was you. that was yeah, on, that was on the part of the podcast <laughs> we're not airing. But <laughs> unfortunately, 
because that was hilarious. Um, hopefully, the, the outtake DVD will come out someday, and you guys can hear that one because it was a beaut. Um, the thing, any celebrity always has the ridiculous names for I, their I children. Like, totally look at look at any what was what's the name what of Jay Z's and Beyonce's kid? Celebrity. Mm, yes. Yes. Oh my this god. This is Thank a celebrity you. kid Thank name. You. Of course, this is how. <laughs> if you want to be a true so, celebrity, you've got to curse. Because the man gave you a career and now kiss assing. Yes. That, is that what you're doing? Call, listen, Christmas bonuses have not been passed out yet, <laughs> so I will defend <laughs> this to the death. Now listen, uh, I. I, look, I'm somebody who, when those Legos come open, though, I the you know, listen, Jean Claude Van Damschek, he just wants to build a building. You mm-hmm. know, he wants to just stick them all together right. and build it as high as he can. And I find myself getting frustrated and saying, "No, no, no, that's not how it goes." Oh, I, I, I as a matter of fact, I gave him a ship, and I told exactly this story <laughs> six months ago. It's true. Every time we open the, the new pack of Legos, it's supposed to build. I just got him a big lawn. He always has wanted it. He's wanted it for three or Is four months now. Is he old enough for Legos? He loves doing them. And he better it, be a big long. He, he, I got him a big white eighteen wheeler police. I didn't know the police had eighteen wheelers, but whatever. It's a Lego eighteen wheeler truck. That he had wanted for some time, but then he wants to just start sticking them all right. together. He's and I, I, what, what are you doing? What are you, that's yeah. not how it goes. Look, I, uh, we need to do. We're in figure three now. I give him the business. Yeah. Now, speaking of family, I'm going. Now you to know Pittsburgh. how your producers feel. Ah, uh, true. Touche. Now, <laughs> I'm going to Pittsburgh, as I mentioned, and I li- uh, and there is a ticket for me for the Cincinnati Bengals Pittsburgh well, Steelers news. game. Good. A few weeks back, we had Terrence Newman, cornerback of the Bengals, in there. He said. I can get you on our sideline, but you got to, you know, dress appropriately. Is that something you want to do there? I've rejected that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to. No, do you, why would worst. you go to the? I mean, you've got a ticket. You're going to be in the stand. Rank had the uh, the way to do it. Double agent. You know, yeah. I go down yeah. there and pretend I'm a Bengals fan, but I I, I do insidious things to get yes. inside their right. head. You when know? Red Dalton doesn't run out for the second half, it's Damashek. Yeah. Who reveals he was wearing the black and gold of the Steelers underneath that Bengals right. jersey a hero, the whole time? A hero to the city for all of time. If that happens now, but what it would we, be on the it would be like when Hulk Hogan dropped the leg on the Macho Man and joined the NWO. <laughs> that's that's what it would be like, and the city of Pittsburgh would probably shut down. But when you became a hero, you would be a bigger hero. Than ever before, like when Kenobi got struck down yeah. by Darth Vader, you would have become bigger in that More moment powerful than you yeah. ever could have before. Than the you AFC, really, then the you really need to rethink this. I don't think it's too late to call up T New hmm. and be like, you know what, I'm going to take your offer. You've given me something to think about here. You're absolutely right. You know, the other way that can go is sort of like when James Cromwell in L.A. Confidential <laughs> turns around and shoots Kevin Spacey. What? Yeah. We thought you were a good guy, but this would be a righteous flip. It's it's interesting. I'm going to break. Isn't that the that's here's something. This is something uh, that is going to upset. I imagine a lot of people within the sound of my voice. I want to get your opinion on this, fellas. I'm going back over the weekend. I am coming back on uh, on Christmas Eve. I will be there for three full days and that's it. And then, you know, a couple travel days. I have a ticket to Heinz Field. Great. I'm not using it. I'm instead going to watch. The Steelers in the Bengals game, surrounded by the family, my old man, uncles Mike and Scott, their families, and watch it that way instead of going to Heinz but Field. They, How say you? You're Is that an NFL wrong? bigwig. Why don't right. you take them all with you? You'd be in a box somewhere, and and then you can all watch it in uh, Heinz Field. I don't get it. You get got a tickets. box. Well, you, I mean, you're you you just call out the commish. Hmm. I hadn't thought about that. You think it's too late? No, no, Why don't no you do way. it now? Actually, uh, get him on the line, Black please. Tie, yeah. Get him Black on. Black tie. Call get... up. What's that... his extent? It's got to be a four-digit okay, extension. Okay, let's say, let's say the commish has already begun his, uh, his holiday his vacation, four... I got a and right I can't here. get tickets there. What He's if I get on the way to the is party it wrong? Tonight? Am I wrong to, to say thank you for the ticket, but I'm going to instead stick around and watch the game on TV with the family and have that experience? Um, that's a fun thing to do, but when you've got a game of this magnitude, look, I always think of it, of it from this lens. The Steelers are your team. They need to win this game. They're playing against a division rival. You, as as a the unique fan that you are, without you, they may not be able to do it. And they need you in the in the stadium to twirl your terrible towel, shout at the right moments, be quiet at the moments when you're not supposed to be shouting. That's that's what being a fan is. They need you. 
I have a great scenario that will play out is that the Steelers will be losing at halftime and the sideline reporter will, will run up to Mike Tomlin and say, hey, what's missing? And Tomlin will just point to his heart. Yeah. And she'll be like, what does that mean? And he'll just pound on his chest. And Damashek will see that and somehow miraculously get there within the, like a 15, Christmas movie. Within the 12 minutes of overtime or of halftime, even though, you know, it would take a normal person an hour well, we know stadium. we know Bruce Wayne lives near Heinz Field from the last Batman movie. Right. I'll just jump in the bat copter and I'll fly in and I'll drop right in at the fifty yard line. I'll rappel down to the fifty. The place mm-hmm. will go bonkers. It'll be great. Yeah, I think that's that's the way to go. If you're not gonna do the heel turn, but back to the hero side, then that's the that, I like that your I lesson. like your switch the best. That's maybe the best one. Black tie question. All right, so I have a question here. I'm, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have you guys pick which one. I have a question about ham, mm-hmm. a question about cookies, a question about I like pie, ham. a question about uh, wow. fruit. Which ones do you want to go with? I, I'm, I'm going to take the bull, nay, swine by the horns, and I'm going to talk about ham whether you like it or not. All I, right. I well, often discuss. Well, let me ask a question. To- <laughs> Can I, I want to just talk about ham on. without without borders. I want to. This is going to help you out, Stephen Dillon. He asks, "Cooked ham is the best thing at Christmas dinner, correct?" Well, that was what I was going to get into. Is a lot of people enjoy a ham. I don't touch it. You know what? At Christmas, when people are eating it at dinner, you can have the ham. Just make sure there's some leftovers there because the next morning, that's yes. the real treat. That's when you start shaving it off, dropping it into a hot pan. And it's delicious, and that is why it's the best of all breakfast meats. Ham cooked up in the pan. Sausage links delicious. Bacon very nice. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you you set a little bit of that uh, Christmas ham on the side. Put it in the pan in the a.m., and you've stamped your ticket to cloud nine, and you're welcome. That's my Christmas gift to you. What about prime rib? In the morning? No, prime rib is uh, Christmas. I've never had that. I don't live in such Tony. I don't. I don't uh, run with such uh, Tony crowd as you. Apparently, lo- prime of, rib at dinner. A lot of people do that for their Christmas prime dinner. Prime rib. rib. You never yeah. heard that? Yeah. No. Well, see, it's I, interesting I don't. Because you were asking what's different about Christmas in England, but because we don't have Thanksgiving, so we don't eat a turkey at Thanksgiving. The turkey just naturally falls into December and becomes a Christmas feast. So hmm. I will be eating turkey for the first time this year. On Christmas I've Day. said it before, I'll say it again, and I was remiss. I missed it this year, but now I'm glad you just brought that up. I'll push my point about Thanksgiving back by a month. We don't eat enough stuffing as a society. Oh. Why do why, why stuff? Turkey, <laughs> we eat turkey sandwiches. We eat those through the year. You don't have proper big, uh, you know, beautiful turkey bird all year round. But that's explained by if you ask the people who have to cook it, it's a little bit difficult to do versus other meats for a regular dinner. What doesn't make sense is stuffing. Why is it reserved only for Thanksgiving? I think we need more stuffing. I think uh, I'd like to see it on my plate a lot more. And maybe that's my New Year's resolution mm. for 2013. Eat more, more stuffing. stuffing. That'll, yeah. that'll... You don't have the, like, the, whenever the stovetop, like, you'll walk through the uh, the supermarket, like, in March, mm-hmm. and they'll put, like, the, the stovetop up there for, like, 25 cents a box. And mm-hmm. that's, just a, that's just one arm move, and you knock – Every available box into your car. That's right. I've just covered. I've just covered all of spring. Yeah, right yeah. you know that's gonna get that's gonna get me to July. Stuffing probably. is so right. great. There's like a there's a bread sauce. Do you ever have? Do you have bread sauce? Bread sauce. <laughs> you what don't do you call it gravy? So- like it's butter? like it's like a, it's like a it's something that goes with your turkey or your chicken. It's a, it was made from bread and it's a it's a it's like, it looks like kind of oatmeal or something, but it's made from bread. It's absolutely delicious. But does I used anyone to- in England eat anything that's remotely healthy? Yeah, well, yeah, everything treacle is tart. gravy. I gave you a treacle tart the other day. That's almost I don't know the healthiest. It was tasted good. I don't know <laughs> if it was good for me though. Probably not. Yeah, it seems like you English people. That's your thing. Is that if people describe your food inaccurately? In my opinion, as not being tasty. I, I've been to England and I like the food. It is all very heavy though. Yeah. 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 I'm not going to. You don't have. And you're all slim though. How does that work? Yeah. Well, how come? Where, where's the obesity? Oh, there's some morbid obesity there as well. Don't Plus, worry. the beers are all heavy. Yep. How yeah. is that possible? I just love the generalization going on here. <laughs> yeah. <That's awesome. laughs> what do you mean? Sweet, I got, I got, I got one more statement. tweet here. All right, go ahead. We got to head up. So I hope I get this right. Ronan Mehigan, I believe, is his last name. Ronan, Ronan Megan, our yeah, Irish Ronan, ambassador. Yeah. Big time, big time listener too. He asked if you guys have seen The Hobbit, and also wants to hear 
handsome man here pronounce the Hobbit. Oh yeah, that's I that I I can predict how you might say that. How do you say the name of that? Well, uh, the same novel? way that you know the large part of the world does the Hobbit. The Hobbit, not it's the a- Hobbit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Hobbit. <laughs> Gonna go and see the Hobbit. I love his American accent. There's nothing that delights me more than his American accent for Handsome Hank. Um, it's like I, when Henri in Cheers had to use his American accent. No, Henri, as it turned out, in Cheers was American the whole time, right? No, Isn't no, that no. Wasn't that the revelation? I mean, he's really an American, but I think he was – was that right? I think that it turned out like – No, because he does – when they're competing for the phone numbers, he's like, oh, my name's Chuck, you know, I'm really insecure. And she, you know, she gives him the number. He's like, he's like I got to – you know, and he does his, his accent. I thought he I, was – oh, man. I'm going to have sex with your girlfriend, Woody. <laughs> All right, references to a show that hasn't been on the air in a quarter century. No, it's still on. I love it. I watch in it on TV land. Yeah. Yeah, people, kids, you should watch it. Um, I have not seen The, the Hobbit, and uh, but I do intend to. Star Wars, when I was growing up, I saw it with my sister. Uh, Debbie and I would go and see all the Star Wars movies together. Then, about a decade ago, we saw the trilogy of Lord of the Rings in consecutive Decembers. And I expect that when I'm in Pittsburgh, we'll watch The Hobbit together. Creepy? You may think so. So be it. I think that's a nice tradition. But I hear, I've heard from people, it's not nearly as good as Lord of the Rings, and I've also well, heard, I've never read The Hobbit, but I understand it's not as good. It's, it's not. A, I've read the book. Parody. I've read the book. It's not. It's not nearly as good as the other ones, which is why they made the other movies first and are now cashing in with The Hobbit. <laughs> Handsome. You'll see it though. No, you won't see it. Did no, you see Lord not, of the Rings? I did. I loved them, but I, but I've read this book. I, I know what happens in The Hobbit, and um, I now can't help say it any other way um but i saw silver linings playbook that was a good movie that was some uh you know because it's got nfl mm. ties to it with the eagles and everything so if you're a football fan you'll kind of like some of the uh the obsessive uh, not just uh bradley cooper but more really de niro's character is obsessed a long time eagles fan so that's pretty good although i will say the last third of the picture devolves into a uh, into sort of a sitcom i have really quick i have one more tweet here from at t-u-n-d-e-s-m-d he says, you guys need to wrap the show. i got a flight to catch. Oh, black oh, tie. Trying to get his – look at that. Uh, How disgusting. A way to finally plug his Twitter account, terrible. which I've forbidden. I don't plug from... my Twitter, by the way. It's I told you. I, I don't want it on here. It is at fire black tie. No, There's a not. new one out there called at black tie. Hmm? Oh, mm-hmm. look at this one. Real quick. Evan Henderson, I'm looking now at the Twitter, asks, how about a foreign NFL Player of the Year award? It might increase the sports profile worldwide. That's an interesting question. That's, That's a great exactly question. Who's an international player, though? Uh, there's a few of them around there. I Name think them to O.C. me. Manura came was from Nigeria, Nigeria baby. and, and right. London. Um, there's a guy called Jack Crawford, who's a rookie for the Raiders, who is a defensive end, who, um, who's from the U.K., born and bred, uh, went to Penn State. Um, there's a few others out and about. There used to be the, Who's? the punter for... Yeah, a bunch of punters. Uh, yeah. Matt McBriar, I don't know if he's still in the NFL. There's a few Australian punters out and about. It seems. In, why are, why are Australian... Oh, because of Australian rules football. They're they stolen the from there. The time, there's yeah. Hayden Smith from who plays uh, tight end for the Jets. It sounds um, like... So, in other words, this sounds like a good idea for an award, but it's not ready yet. We're not, we, we, we're not we, there yet. We need another but decade. This, Wait, listen, well, there's... There's, um, there's, a guy from, there's a couple guys from Canada... There's a couple of guys from Canada. There's the uh, Patriots' uh, favorite German um, tackle, Sebastian Vollmer. Um, okay, sorry. All right. Black Tie is anxious to get catch out of flight. Studio 66 and go catch his flight there. So we'll let him do that. Happy holidays and safe travels to Black Tie. Thanks for all the work on the show during the year. And uh, be on the lookout for his work, like he mentioned on this Inside Out segment that you can look at at NFL.com. Coming up in just a second Hank's here. we going to have that up on the homepage all day. Handsome Hank's going to do that. That's, That's possibly true. <laughs> all right, and then we'll have, uh, and uh, coming at you in just a second here, Mr. Uh, Hanzus and Sessler coming at you with their Around the League Debate Club. Handsome Hank, it's been a great treat to add you to the podcast in 2012. Did you start properly on this podcast this calendar year? Or no, were you I in think your it last was last year? calendar it year. It was, huh? Yeah. All right, it's been a good run. Yeah. 2012 also, we'll look back on it, is the start of a uh, new era for the Dolphins. Ryan Tannehill, got to feel pretty good about that. Rank, we'll try to get back in here next week after the holiday, so this podcast will have to tide you over until after the holiday. We'll back in the next week, though. We'll try to spin a little Let's bit. Let's do it. 
All right, so we also have to talk about the Shecky Awards. We are at the end of December here, so the Shecky Awards are coming up here again. The Academy Awards, the Grammys, and the Emmys, they cover music and movies and TV. Damashek's here to cover all the other relevant issues like breakfast meats and so on and so forth. Reminded we'll get- always to eat the show, though, at D- uh, hashtag DDFP. You're always. so anxious to get out of here, and you keep talking over me. I'm just saying. Just you want to do a shout-out before what you sense? go? Yeah, Quick let's shout get out. one more shout-out. One shout-out. Oh, hey, to show. Hey, man. Uh, I, I got to do a shout-out the guys. This is what we call it freestyle. I got to think of something off the top right now. It's time for Black Tie Shout-outs. I like to give a shout-out to. Quick shout-out to. I just want to give a shout-out All right, um, and that's how on, I man. stall, man. Calm Here's... down, calm down. Uh, well, my calm... shout out right now, it's real quick. Shout out goes to I'm gonna do something England based. So uh, actually talking to Hank a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, Big we were talking up. about we were talking about chewing gum and how that's like randomly in like you know public places like train stations and whatnot. There are actually people that have to go in there and clean that up. That's a tough job to do because obviously chewing gum sticks. And it almost becomes like a fad. Like once someone sees chewing gum somewhere, they just keep throwing chewing gum in a particular area. It kind of, kind of, it's like a rite of passage. You go. It past, does. Yes, a lot of like people like, see gum and therefore decide, oh, I should put my. I guess this is where I have to stick my gum. Have you never been? There's a place in the Cal Poly, up 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 state here, where there's a there's a row of bars where everybody goes, and there's like you walk through a narrow walkway to get to like where all these bars are. Don't and say some, it. Yes, yeah, some. It's Ugh. like. And if you go there at the end of the semester, it is so cake. It is so gross. Ugh. Who does that? I would. I wouldn't be able to walk through it. I would vomit I would, if I, would I saw outlaw that much gum from that from that county. That's an outrage. I don't like going out on that note. All right, listen. I hope your uh, your stockings are stuffed full for you with the stuff that you desire. Black tie, safe travels to Nigeria. Handsome, you're staying America bound, I'll California bound. Right here. Rank your uh, your California bound. Yes, sir. All right, everybody, enjoy your week 16. We'll be back in front of week 17. In the meantime, happy holidays. It's been a thin slice of heaven, everybody. And stick around for the ATL debate. Club. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. Welcome back to the ATL Debate Club. My name is Dan Hansis, joined, as always, by the only man who wore a baseball cap to the office holiday party, Mark Sessler. <laughs> well, yeah, Dan, that's because I had to go pick you up yesterday to get your help you get your car fixed. Listen, I had, I had some car So I'm car a friend. Issues. Yes. And in a way, I'm kind of going after you a little bit for you doing me a favor. But at the same time, it's not that hard to take your hat off, throw it in the trunk, and run a comb through your hair. For the party. I mean, there was a guy, there was one other guy at the party wearing a hat, but he was wearing a fedora. Well, and uh, I believe, you know, listen, and I And everyone I silently operate, judged him. I operate as a man of the people. I didn't need to put on airs. I roll in, in a, a baseball cap and what was essentially a huntsman coat. I mean, yeah, what, was, you I look, do- you look what like, was I doing there in general? You looked like Kevin Costner in like one of those movies where he's like working uh, at a, a farm and then something supernatural happens. Was there more than one Costner movie like that? I know there was Field of Dreams. I think he specialized in that for an era. I feel like he's done seven movies with that same exact plot. Um, We have a lot to get to today. This is our last show of 2012. We will not be here next week. There will be no debate club. Uh, So you guys just try to soldier on. But we have a lot of football to talk this week. uh, And we want to start right off the top by talking to someone. Well, that's right. We uh, we actually, you know, we talked to uh, Greg Rosenthal a couple weeks ago. He is our editor, and he is our boss, Dan. That's a better way to put it, yeah. Uh, not the reason we have him on. We have him on because he's entertaining, and he's a wealth of knowledge when it comes to football. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty nice setup. All right, so let's let's bring Greg on the line. Crystal behind the glass today, filling in for Bryce. Can we speak with Greg Rosenthal? There it is. I like this. We're going to cold call him. Nice cold call. Catch him off guard. I think he's wearing pants right now. I hope he answers. Hello? Greg, what's up? Hey, what's up? Welcome to the ATL Debate Club. This is Dan and uh, Mark's here, too. What's up? Greg, uh, I I, I apologize that I've vanished for 40 minutes off the desk. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? This is live on some level. Yeah, we're calling you right up. Calling you cold. We want to talk about 
Um, first thing we got to talk about is the fork. We finally forked the Jets. Is there anything you'd like to say? You were the driving force behind not forking them. Do you have regrets about how it all played out now? No, I enjoyed the buildup to the fact that they were in the race at 6-7, and seven, needed that win in a game they were favored to make it. Really, you know, they had a chance. I, I feel like I was vindicated to some degree. Did that game, I feel like we were three quarters in, and you know, on Twitter, all oh, it was like this game is horrendous. I thought it ended as one of the more entertaining debacles of the entire season, if not a couple seasons. What were you, what well, did there, you take away? There's a level of bad football where it gets to the point where it's awesome, and and I <laughs> love bad football, and that was like the most memorable bad football game. I mean, you watched that, and you kind of knew it was the end of the Mark Sanchez era by the end. And you kept thinking like it couldn't pop itself for ugliness. The Santa's interception and the the shank punt and then the fumble. Uh, it was a beauty. The fumble was especially riotous. You know, I was in the newsroom watching the game before you know writing posts on the game, and uh, everyone was just cracking up. And as a Jets fan, I was there was like a volcano building within me. Um, <laughs> so I found it very uh, not funny. But now looking back on it, you almost you have to laugh or you'll cry, basically. Well, I always thought the Brody Croyle versus Kellen Clemens late in the season, Herm Edwards returns to the Meadowlands, was the single ugliest football <laughs> game I've ever seen. There was like four people at that game. But th- this game, I-, I think, rivaled. I was up there. I mean, in a sense, are you putting Jake Locker in that type of company with uh, the other three quarterbacks involved in these two games? <laughs> well, I was talking to a Jets fan, uh, a friend of mine, another one uh, other than you, and I said, you know, at least um, – the Santa's era is over. The Titans fans still have three or four more years trying to convince themselves into Jake Locker. Well, what do you what do you see with the Jets? And we've talked about this over and over. I feel like Rex Ryan has a press conference every single day. The guy cannot get off the podium. Where is this team <laughs> a year from now at the quarterback position? I have to guess Michael Vick, just because it just seems like such a you know, New York Jets move. Tebow's gone. I think they'll, even though it's going to hurt in whatever way they do it, I think Sanchez will be gone. He's just, it's just, he gave them no choice. I think McElroy will be there as a backup. I think Rex will still be the coach and, and they'll bring in someone to try to save them, whether it's a rookie or Michael Vick. It just seems like a Michael Vick type of move. That feels disastrous. Well, Dan, I mean, can you get behind that? Well, uh, it doesn't, it, it, at least it would bring some excitement, but it, it all seems like it's going. It would go down a very predictable path of injuries and ineffectiveness, and you know, it just not going well. My question is: What are these reports about uh, the idea that the Jets are going to trade Mark Sanchez? Like, what value does Mark Sanchez have? Forget even forget even the money. Just the idea of what team would want to say, "Oh, that we could re- we could fix him and turn him into a big quarterback." Is there anybody out there, Greg? Do you think there's so many problems with these reports? A are the people you know leaking the reports even going to be with the Jets next year. Uh, B, you know, there was one where they said they're going to focus on preventing turnovers, and yet in the same exact report they wanted Michael Vick. So that's <laughs> and then you bring up the Sanchez thing, who's going to want him? I, I think basically they would have to pay, let's say, 5 or $6 million of his $8 million guaranteed next year. They'd get a seventh-round pick back or whatever right. it is. That helps him against the cap. The other team only has to pay him a couple million dollars, and he's a backup somewhere. Maybe they could pull that off, but I don't even know. All right, so you're saying you you feel like Ryan is safe. Um, I would potentially debate you on that, but all right, let's go. This with is that. the ATL debate club, right? So very fitting. Uh, what like if you had to pick a coach, Greg? First one on your list, just absolutely gone after this season. What, where do you go? Well, Andy Reid and North Turner, I think, are automatics you know i'm curious about you know i think uh romeo cornell is an automatic too so after that then you start getting into the question marks like ron rivera and wizen hunt guys like that um what else greg as we go down the last two weeks of the regular season what are to you is the like the most interesting subplot well i mean uh i'm still looking at the afc north it's weird we we thought this would be the best division in football going into it i'm not a bengals believer andy dalton is still not uh, beating Baltimore and Pittsburgh down the stretch. Those are two franchises that have been among the best for a while, uh, and they've been falling apart. But if, if any team's going to kind of pull a weird, you know, Giants type of run and just come, you know, from the ashes, it seems like maybe it's one of those teams, Ravens or Steelers. Greg, um, another issue that Dan and I were 
discussing before the show, um, as you know, that we, we got this one started a little bit late. We came to consensus on this, and I uh, wanted to get your thoughts. Uh, the hottest owner. The hottest what, exactly? NFL owner. The hottest. Best looking slash hottest owner. Put you on the spot. Um, you know, Steve Bishotti's not a bad looking guy. about that? <laughs> no. Because we, I don't know how to answer this sort of question. We came to the consensus that it was JH3, Jimmy Haslam, kind of a silver fox. <laughs> well, well, what is it? What is it that you you like about him? Very powerful. He just see, yeah, he just, in command, good dresser, and uh, you know, just seems to have the world at his fingertips. I don't know. I feel like that's <laughs> putting too much on him right away. That's like saying Robert Griffin's already the best quarterback in the league. I mean, I know. you're right. He's got to earn. He's got to earn this over time. You know. Yeah, maybe we'll put this one back into the think tank and maybe come up with something else. Greg, it's been a lot of fun, and I just wanted to let you know, I'm going to parlay this, uh, the time it's taken to do this podcast, into about an hour and a half lunch break. Let's roll it right in. (laughs) Be back roughly about 1.50, 10 minutes before my shift ends. This whole whole podcasting has stretched out. It gets longer and longer. There's supposed technical difficulties. I don't know what you guys are doing up there, but, yeah, I get it. Talk to the people behind the glass. Um, anyways, uh, we will talk with you soon. It's been a pleasure, Greg. All right. Have fun, guys. Later, Greg. You know, Dan, actually, uh, there's a, according to some theories, Yeah. we will not talk to Greg soon. Oh. It is December 20th, and uh, <laughs> the Mayan calendar suggests that the world is ending tomorrow. Well, that's right. Yeah. I, I mean, can... that's right. Are you no. not... You've Listen, been too busy to concentrate on this. I'm, no, I'm still, I'm, I'm still thinking about how horrible I am at picking NFL games. It kind of threw me into a funk. But you're right; it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The world is over, um, and we did. We actually we talked about this earlier. So yeah. let me just ask you: what What are you going to? What are you most upset about? The fact that what the, what you're not going to see because of the end of the world? From a life perspective, or anything, anything. Well, I mean, I'm a father, so the no. fact that that would end in roughly 12 hours would be... Stock answer. Well, it, accurate answer. Okay, Dan okay. has no children, so he also lacks empathy for young people <laughs> as he snickers. Let me just go down a, a quick list of my own, and then I'll throw it to you, because okay. I kind of cobbled this together preparation style. Uh, these are the things I'll never get to see. Jets will never win a Super Bowl in my lifetime. Mark Sanchez, I'll never see him smile again. <laughs> Are we ever going to see a third eye blind comeback? We'll never know. We don't know. Uh, I'll never read another ponderous tweet by Arian Foster. <laughs> and, uh, you know, my dad will never tell me he's proud of me. What about you? Uh, well, I mean, I'm going to start right at the top. I well, mean, you just glazed over the thing with my dad, but go ahead. That was, that was touching, Dan. Yeah. Um, I take back the empathy comment from earlier. The, uh, <laughs> I think we both would agree that we're, our teams, long-suffering, have sucked forever. Uh, no Super Bowl for the Browns. Mm-hmm. Um, probably guaranteed whether or not the Mayans are right. Uh, I am a little bit disturbed that the Saints organization goes down in flames, um, uh, earthquakes, volcanoes, with this sort of Maoist, gigantic uh, portrait of Sean Payton staring over the facility. That's still up, I bet. It still scares me. Uh, No more Matt Castle. Big issue. Yeah. Um, We're never going to really find out what the ultimate uh, destination of uh, Al Michaels' hair is. Is which I find year to year is never. It's well. I think Al's hair will be the only thing that survives. That's true. Maybe there uh, we won't be around to find it, but that's accurate. Uh, Brett Favre, no more comebacks for him. Just a <laughs> a lonely man on a tractor out in the wilderness. <laughs> yep. Problematic. And uh, I know you and I will take tractors into the wilderness, but okay, go it's on. a Mississippian wilderness. Okay, gotcha. it's flat. Um, we're not going to see the final episode of The Office. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've been we've been hanging around with this show. It uh, you could argue it ended yeah. years ago, but it's like come on. In some ways, it will just it will ensure that we're not disappointed by it too. That's I, that's that's an upside. A couple things that I'm looking forward to, and I think we have to wrap it up. But uh, you know, no more. We don't have to write any more stories about the bounty scandal. Beautiful. Um, the Yankees are going to get out from under the A Rod contract. Don't care. Um, you know, all the pain will end. That's good. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, I don't need to come up with an excuse when you inevitably come up to me and say, uh, can I stay on your couch, Dan, until I, quote, get back on my feet, close quote. (laughs) Uh, 
Okay. Dan, again, <laughs> leaving me with a comment that I'm not quite sure where to go with. Uh, well, I, Dan, I do sincerely hope that um, this isn't the end. I hope the Mayans simply got lazy with their calendar. Yeah. We're off by a few ticks. How, how can we respect the Mayans as people at this point? Well, where are they wrong. now? No, yeah. Where are they now? If they're wrong, it's like, you know, we should just strike them from the records. Yeah, I think we, uh, the end of the Mayan conversation is what ends in 12 hours. Hopefully and, not our existence. And also the end of the ATL Debate Club for 2012. So we will, uh, we will chat again on the other side. Look forward to it, Dan. Goodbye. Goodbye. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.